Welcome to Mastering Your Life Podcast, where our center of focus will always be helping you to master your light. I'm your host, King, and I'm here with my co-host, Tia. Hi, everybody. We're so glad you're here. This podcast will help you on your journey through life. Mastering your light will be your saving grace. Not knowing how could be your downfall. Our goal is to help you understand yourself and the different parts of you. Once that is achieved, your natural feminine or masculine energy will flow effortlessly. Good topic of discussion for today, and this will be a great topic. So we are really just going to dive into identity, and this kind of helps, you know, for each and every person and woman, basically helps you understand who you are and how you can either increase your energy or you can increase your light, but it really is going to help you identify with who you are. So this episode is about the identity for femininity. And I like it because Tia has a lot of great outcomes. She has a lot of great insight on this. And I'll do my best. <laughs> I think if she really just, if she speaks from her heart yeah. and she lets the feminine energy flow, I believe that she has a lot of great information for you. So here's the key. Go back and listen to the first episode. She kind of gives you a lot of great steps and a lot of great clips. So we probably will post certain episodes that are unedited. But if we don't, I promise you there's information she gave for women that we will put in the following episode. But just stay tuned. So let's just get into it. Femininity. Yes, yes. So um, we're going to touch on three topics. Um, being whole, being secure, being nurturing slash considerate. And I think those you know well round what femininity is and the identity of it. So I guess we're just going to ask Tia the direct question. Like, yeah, let's jump in. Like, what, like, tell us, so what is the whole nature aspect of femininity and women and the light and all of that entail? That's a great question. And first of all, I want to just start by saying that I am personally on that journey as well. So I can't speak as an expert, just only a person that is intentional in her journey of uh, uncovering and unleashing femininity and embracing it. Um, It's like me understanding what femininity is now, um, as opposed to maybe a couple years ago, I realize it it's more of a power. It's more of a superpower, I like to say. Um, It's something that is not easily um, explained, but definitely when you when you feel it, you know what it is. Um, and there's certain things that you can do to help you, like um, I guess, step into your femininity more. Uh, whether it's you know dressing a certain way, or you know just taking like certain like self care matters. For example, there's a lot of different ways to you know, I guess, unlock that femininity for you. Um, if I would say one word is is definitely like divine you know what I mean like thinking of 
the power that we ho- we hold as women um, is like no other. You know, like you can't really you can't really sum it up. I think that's the beautiful part about it, um, and it's needed. It's it's not something that we should shy away from. Uh, but as we get into like more of these topics, I'll be able to break it down more for you. That's good. So you say a superpower. Yes. So for all our you know female listeners, um, what would you consider the feminine superpower? So the beautiful part about it is it's the opposite of manipulation. <laughs> I like that. See, this is going to be good. When you step into femininity, it, it does its own work. You don't have to... Uh, step outside those bounds to control. And um, I think that's one of the most beautiful, most powerful aspects of femininity. Um, Because when you are in the presence of women who are not necessarily embracing femininity and then around men who are, you know, in their masculinity, it's like they notice it and they perk up a little more. You know what I mean? Like it, it doesn't, it shouldn't intimidate them, but it should awaken them. In their their own right. That's good. I think there is a beautiful like uh, synergy between women and men when they're in their own um, their own space, which is that you know masculinity or femininity. I think it's a beautiful like uh, cosmic dance. We'll call it for today. So cosmic dance. Yeah. So that <laughs> that works for me. <laughs> the whole it's not so much about you it's not so much about me yeah it's a giving and receiving type of thing good you know what I mean I think uh one of the beautiful parts about femininity is that we are you know as nurturing as we are we're made to receive you know what I mean and it's it's power in being able to receive because a lot of us you know we kind of I won't, I won't call this brainwashed, but we definitely get, like, balled down with some things in life, but we have to be that independent person. We have to make certain moves, and we're always um, digging, you know, versus receiving and letting things flow to us. So it's, it's something beautiful to, you know, just hone that energy of receiving, which is something very powerful. But even in femininity, and I know we don't like to use the term brainwashed, Brainwash doesn't necessarily have to be a bad terminology. It mm-hmm. could be we're brainwashed as f as if in the standpoint of walking or or talking. I mean, we can that's, say program. That's like a yeah, you <laughs> no can say negative program. connotation. I mean, but brainwashing it, it can you can look at it either. <laughs> you or. like the edginess of that. Word. I, I do, I know, <laughs> and if you notice, I'm edgy for all of those people out there. <laughs> King Harris is always going to be edgy. Very true. It's going to be there. That's why we're. Just like femininity within its own right, it deserves its own episode. So that's why <laughs> we're talking about. It. So one of the the topics I know listeners are trying to listen. So being whole. Mm-hmm. So when we talk about femininity and being whole, like like what is your take on it? Being whole, it's it's. Uh, I hate to be so vague, but being whole really is perfection. And people think of being perfect like you just get everything right. But per, but the synonym of perfection is wholeness. And it doesn't mean that, you know, you have everything figured out and that you're, you know, 
that you never make mistakes. It means that who you are is it's something that you embrace fully. Even your downfalls, even your weaknesses. You can embrace it and keep moving. Because you know as you keep moving, it 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 unlocks certain doors for you. So as far as the wholeness, from the standpoint of femininity, this might be a little different, but I always talk about how you can't really pour from an empty cup type of thing. Right. So the wholeness and like me being whole, I can only help you if I am a complete person. If I'm half a person, I, I add very little benefit to your life. Correct. So it's like some, it's like a thing that I have to set time out of my life to make sure that it's in check or make sure I'm, I'm all the way there so that I can be that person to serve somebody else. You know, it's, it's very difficult to want to do things that you don't have the capacity to do. You know, because you're broken or because, you know, you have a piece of you that you you refuse to to mend. So the wholeness aspect, it's like we can't really do the the kind of work that we're that we want to set out to do until we address the wholeness. And what helps us get whole? It could look different for different people. I know for me, it was definitely um, my relationship with God. And then my relationship with self and noticing that God is within me. So it's, it's definitely um, a lot of self-work or a, a lot of self-acknowledgement, I'll say for like better terms. But I think everything just flows from wholeness. I, I can't do the kind of work I want to do until I'm in those broken pieces. I, I guess that's the best way I would sum that up. But the wholeness is sometimes... The only time sometimes you find wholeness, and I'm paraphrasing, is through the brokenness. And sometimes your decision-making, sometimes your thought process, sometimes all of that will be clouded on your way to discovering this woman that you want to be. And I remember in previous talks where you like, hey, I found this more refined version of me. Mm through the different parts where I thought was broken, but it was only God adding clarity to what he needed me to do. Yeah. And I think that's right there, that's part of the wholeness. And sometimes mm-hmm. we, sometimes women, they'll get this misconception, like it has to be right the mm-hmm. whole time there. Mm-hmm. And what I'm saying is sometimes, even in the wrong part, sometimes it makes it right because... Yeah. There's a lesson in everything, and sometimes the hardest thing to do is take the lesson. You you bring up a great point. So I don't want to you know make it seem like I want you to be perfect before you step out into the world to do anything or serve anybody, because that's not it. Even me today, like I'll I'll be the first to admit I make mistakes all the time, but that doesn't keep me from going out there and doing what I can. You know what I mean? And pushing those boundaries or pushing those you know the walls that set up those constructs that set up even in my imagination. But as far as the wholeness goes, depending on the level of, of brokenness, <laughs> you know what I mean? Because we all have you know issues that we got to work out, and it might be a lifelong journey doing that. But it's definitely something, like even in your broken state, you can still be used. So I won't, I won't dis- disregard that, you know, even in your broken state, because God can use... God can use people in all kinds of ways. 
you know, never think that you're too broken to be able to um, impact somebody else or, you know, take the next step. You're not too broken to where you have to just be balled down in a corner. That's not the truth. But I do want you to pursue wholeness in your emotions, um, in your spirit. I want you to pursue wholeness while you're walking. You know, I always say, like, don't stop to figure it out. Like, keep walking. Figure it out as you go. I like that. <laughs> keep walking. So if you're listening, remember, don't stop. Keep walking. Keep walking, for sure. And then even when you keep walking, what you'll see is there's things you only find out through forward progress. Yeah. So you're like, okay, King, what are you talking about? Forward progress is through the hurt and through the pain. I still proceed to the next step. And no matter how much it hurts or no matter how bad I want to sit back and reflect and I want to stay there, I push forward because I know there's clarity in that. And the clarity sometimes starts with you. And that kind of leads me to the next point where I was like, where we're touching on the whole topic of being secure. Sometimes security starts in being a woman and being okay with that. Understanding that you're emotional. Understanding that you make mistakes. Understanding that there's a lot of new you that sometimes you don't uncover until the next age or the next chapter of your life. And being secure, you have to know that there's always a you that you will discover through everything. So I'm going to let Tia kind of talk a little bit more about being secure. And from the standpoint of femininity, you know, how does being secure, how does that affect you? How does that make you better? How does that you know, sway your belief or your opinion? Right. So I'm a person that can definitely speak to how insecurity makes you because <laughs> I've lived through that for most of the years of my life, I'll say. And just, I would say in the last couple of years, being able to get on the other side of that and even still going forward, um, you know, I'll speak first to insecurity. Um a lot of things, I can't say they make you insecure, but, you know, I, I say they don't make you insecure because ultimately it's your decision which you allow to affect you. But, you know, just allowing things to make you insecure, uh, you, it, it shifts your reality to a point where you think that the world is against you. Right. You think that, you know, there's not hope in this. Or, you know, like, for example... Insecurity in relationships, for example. Um, when you're in a relationship where there's no trust or, you know, security or you feel like that person is independent or that person, they play with your emotions or whatever it may be, you always feel like you have to be guarded. You, you have to be your own protection. You have to be your own security. And in that way... Since you can't necessarily do that for yourself, you find like external things to be that security blanket for you. Right. And so what I ended up doing, not just because of relationships, but just because of life in general, um, those secu- those security blankets ended up being, uh, you know, look like appearance wise. I used to just cover up every way I could with just things that made me look 
like I was more secure, even though I wasn't. <laughs> like whatever I could do to mask it, that's what I did. But like, like give us an example. Like, yeah, what did you use to mask? It? I used somebody else's image. You know, something that didn't necessarily necessarily resonate with my soul or my spirit. So you used catfishing people. <laughs> it was definitely not catfish. I was catfishing myself. That's oh, what it was. See, that's weird. <laughs> I like that because you're being transparent. And a lot of people, they women put on this image, and I could just sit from having talking from having a lot of sisters. What they put on this image is not them. Yeah. And then when you get the core of it, you'll look at it. You'll be like, men are we're okay with who you are, and men. Well, when you when we talk more about masculinity, it, we're not as as dependent on you being somebody different. We ask you to be you. We know who you are. We can see that because that's a gift from the creator. Mm-hmm. We see you at your wildest form. We choose you because we like who you are. We're just waiting on you to catch up. That's yeah. that's really all it is. But it's like I, I put the cart before the horse before I even like gave the people to like the opportunity to accept the raw form of me. I said, no, this isn't acceptable of me. <laughs> Let me go jump over here. Let me <laughs> act like this is my personality. You know, like, and it was because I was insecure. But the thing about self-esteem is nobody can really affect your self-esteem. It's called self-esteem. I heard Cat Williams say this before. <laughs> but it's so true. Like, it's esteem of yourself. Esteem like, of yourself. <laughs> nobody else can affect that. You know, it's yeah. only you giving them that power to affect. Like, the thought of that person not liking you or the thought of that person saying something about you made you do this. You gave them that power. They didn't have that power until you gave it to them. So it's really about knowing how powerful you are and not compromising on that. So what happens when you give somebody that power? How do you get it back? How do you get it back? You have to take it back by force. <laughs> and I'm glad you said that. Women, do you understand that you have to take it back by force? You have to first identify that you're not this person. Yeah. And you have to... There's no pretty way to clean something up. Mm. You have to snatch it back. You have to take it back. We see now in the media where you see Kanye West has taken his everything back by force. And it's not pretty. And we want to put a tie on it and try to make it look good. Or you see other women that are saying, hey, it's not me anymore. It's not. I mean, the latest woman that I saw took back her whole security identity by force. Was Nicki Minaj, and she's like, "Look, I'm not playing this game anymore. This is me. If I'm going to be a mom, I'm going to be a mom on these terms." Mm-hmm. And you can look at it as if, you know, wow, she tried to be somebody else. Well, that's fine, but in the security of her finding herself, she was like, "Look, I'm not going to do this anymore." Mm-hmm. So that whole well, I'm saying, give our listeners like, like one quick story of you took something back <laughs> by force. I hope she tells a story that I like. I don't he, really know. he likes to push these things on me. I'm such like a, a introverted person. He's like, no, go for it. Jump off the cliff. Uh, okay. She's good when she jumps off the cliff, by the way. See, <laughs> that's a, it's actually a good question. And I think that's why it's prolonged my taking it back by force. Because I've tried to make it look pretty. And I tried to tiptoe my way into this new identity, right? Hmm. I don't want to answer this question just because I don't know if I have a strong enough example or maybe it's not coming to me right now. But see, here's the thing. Yeah. 
I think you do. Maybe you can tell me. Because maybe you see it. And it's just something I just live with every day. So it's like, I don't notice it. So you really <laughs> want me to tell you the example that you told me? Oh, I told you. Oh, yeah, I'm all ears. You was talking about when you were 19, first relationship. Oh, yeah. Okay, that's a, that's actually a good example. See, I told you, I gotta. You see, <laughs> listeners, do you see why I gotta push her off a cliff? Because yeah. she has it. Because I'm acting like she's it holding it never back. Happened. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but this is good because this is self work she's done where she doesn't even realize that these these moments or these points exist. Yeah. Even though they can be a teaching tool. And this is what Mastering Light is all about the whole teaching aspect. And for this episode to be about women. I want her to give you everything she has. So even if we had to do a part three or four on this topic, if you have it, you know what to do with it. If you don't have it, you don't know. So she's going to tell you about the whole, I had to give her a scenario <laughs> where she knew what I was talking about. If this helps anybody, we have to all thank King because I was going to keep this under wraps but <laughs> since it's coming to the light. Okay, it's fine. So this example that he's referring to, I told him about a story. I was about 19 years old. Uh, and at this time, this is when I, I met an older guy. He was 16 years older than me. You know, I thought I was grown. You know, I could do what I want type of thing. And he was cool. He treated me nice enough. Like, okay, whatever. So fast forward just a little bit into that relationship. Uh, this person kind of... Um, he let me know that he didn't want me to pursue business and me to uh, be a stay-at-home wife and a stay-at-home mom. And, it's, you know, that that doesn't sound that bad. He was going to take care of me, buy yeah, me which whatever. is nothing wrong with being a stay-at-home wife There's nothing, wrong, There's with nothing wrong with it. So I was very intrigued for a while. But <laughs> this is after I was already given a mandate, my mission from God. You know, like he brought mentors into my life he he already made it clear what he wanted me to do and the path he wanted me to be on which was um entrepreneurship and empowering my people and so basically he made this offer and it sounded good right and I was considering it I was I was pretty deep into it so I'm like okay but then you know I guess I came to my senses and I said that's not what I'm supposed to, that's not what I want like that's not so wait, right, so wait, so wait, <laughs> right so wait. now so what offer did he make you? You, I'm not going to give you the exact words he had. I mean, he, he said to me. Well, but, you can give us something around. No, I told you. Like, he wanted me to move in, and he wanted me to, you know, basically come and work for him and be just be a wife. Don't work. Don't go, you know, pursue business. Just raise these kids. He had children. Um, you know, just do that. And basically, he told me to stop going to, you know, my mentor. And, like, once he said that, basically, I'm like, okay. I didn't say it right away, but it took some time. But I said, okay, yeah, this doesn't feel like God. This God, this, God is not pushing me towards this. This is definitely just being naive and saying, okay, yeah, let's go with this. So that really didn't sit right with it you. It didn't sit right with me at all. And it, it took... A, it took a little time, but but you I was knew it in your intuition. Like. Yeah, like this isn't it, and I ended up having to, you know, make that known, and I ended up leaving that relationship, uh, which was the right thing to do. I don't regret it because you know there were other issues anyway. But 
I definitely had to realize I can't compromise on who I already know God told me I was. You know, I'm not moving on that. I'm not shaking on that. And that's and that's the beauty of being just secure. Like when you know it, you know it. Yeah. When you don't know it, you still know it. But understand that at some point you have to know it. Yeah. So now that you know it, it's like like do I now do it? he wants to do or do I do what he wants me to do <laughs> right and it's, it's I, I think I have enough like um, I'll call it self-assurance where I don't look for the validation that that I was once offered and what I mean by that is you know oh you have a man that wants to take care of you like girl you better take that offer like what you <laughs> like what are you talking about why are you blinking I'm blinking <laughs> but uh I'm self-assured in the fact that, you know, I know I'm not doing this for no reason. I know my labor isn't in vain as far as me pursuing business and pursuing empowering other people. You know, I definitely feel like that. Not even feel. I know for a fact that's what I'm supposed to be doing. And that's what I'm going to continue to do. So let me ask you this, because I know the listeners are listening. They were like, hey, girl, why didn't you take that? That's an excellent (laughs) offer. Like, like, do you, do you ever regret, like, not making that decision? Absolutely not. No. I but feel like why? I would be miserable. There you go. Seriously. So explain to our viewers, like. And this is not to say that one day I won't be that stay-at-home wife or mom. But there's an order. There you things. go. There's an order to things. There's an order. And if I just jump outside of God's order hoping that everything still goes right, that would be foolish of me exactly yeah <laughs> i do not regret it <laughs> never regret doing it god's way even when it seems inconvenient never regret doing it the right way and i like how she kind of she didn't want to share the story but <laughs> i feel like for this episode and we have these these candid talks and she has a lot to offer but i really want women to leave here with with something where you know you can choose your identity or you can shape the identity based on the format you have. And it doesn't take a lot. It just really takes on you deciding on yeah. certain things and deciding what it's going to be. And she decided in that moment that this wasn't it yet. It doesn't mean it's not it later on. Mm-hmm. doesn't mean that it can be that in the present. But at that age, it wasn't me because there's so much other that I can be doing. However, it takes a strong-willed person. And you learn this based on all of the people that are in your life. So identity is shaped by people, and sometimes they're shaped by places, and then they're shaped by things. The question is, who do you want to shape your identity? Your identity is going to let your light shine. So you have to be careful about the people around the places you are, the things you do. All of that makes you a better woman, a better place to go. But I really want to get into, and she kind of already touched on the other topic where she, our third topic was like nurturing and considerate. And she, of what I really want her to do, I know she's kind of weaved these in the first two points. (laughs) Like, so, and I know, just so women understand, it is your 
job to be the nurturer. It is your job for all different type of relationships to be considerate. If you're not doing any these things, you're kind of going against the grain. So if you're doing that, it's okay to change direction. Try using these tactics and try being nurturing, try and being considerate, and see how easy things flow for you. So I kind of want Tia to give us a... She's kind of been doing some things this weekend, and she's kind of been the nurturing type of person. <laughs> and I love this about her because she'll, she'll really try new things. And if you don't know King, I kind of push people into their stream existence. So her doing this is like a moment of wow. So He really got a kick out of this. <laughs> I, I, I really did. I don't even did. know why, but he, she really did. <laughs> because this is her being nurturing and I proved her it's already in her. So Yeah. Okay. So I guess the the beauty I won't even call it beauty because that's like to my own horn. But like the perspective that I have, everything most things are gonna be uh I'll tell you both sides, because I've lived both sides of it and I'm currently living the other side of it. So I shared with King one day um uh, um recently that well, I guess I just shared it with y'all too. Like my perception of uh, being a mother or being um, just that caregiver, of course, is in me, and I love to do it, and I love to serve. You know all these things, but it's kind of like I've ran from it. And more recently, um, I was with my nieces and nephews, and it just. It pulled something out of me, like it had to, because I had to be that person to, you know. This is the King Wild. <laughs> I had to be that nurturer. I had to be that person that gave them that extra attention and, and, you know, gave them that time and spoke into their lives. You know, I do these things anyway, but the, the this weekend it was just more intentional because it was, you know, it was just me. Um, <laughs> I don't know exactly what you want me to say about this situation, but. Just being nurturing, it, it definitely so, it's so, a reflection of. I know, and so what I want you to kind of expound on is when did you kind of, when did you use that energy of being a nurturer? Like, were there specific moments or did you know going in there, like, I had to be? Yeah. Because you can't, without with being nurturing and, and it's a feminine trait, like, you have to be considerate in order to be nurtured. You have to see the need in the person in order to actually cultivate that loop. Yeah, it's definitely a level of like sensitivity, um, especially when you're dealing with children, because um, they're so vulnerable. You know what I mean? Like they they don't they don't have anything to stand on. So you have to be that that I can't even call it logical person. You have to be that compassionate person when they're crying and they're just crying and crying and crying, <laughs> you don't lose your head. Like you sit there and hold them. You know what I mean? And it takes a level of softness and a level of sensitivity and compassion to be able to, you know, be patient in that moment. Um, Cause I'm a person, I like to be on the go. Like I don't want to be at home. <laughs> like I'm outside, but you know, it's like a, I don't want to call it compromise, but it's more so just letting go of the selfishness. You know, I, I had to be unselfish to care for, for somebody else who couldn't care for themselves. 
um, which was a beautiful thing. And I know one day that I definitely want children because of my nieces and nephews. So I can honestly say my sister, she has amazing children. She's done a great job with them. So, you know, just seeing her, it actually makes me um, excited about being that that nurturer and, and caregiver for for children and just people in general like even in my my career that I have the people that I encounter like they need people to be understanding you know what I mean they need compassion they need nurturing conversations because maybe they've never been introduced to that before and so yeah I'm just excited to to be that all all the way around all the way <laughs> and the beauty of it is like and I kind of knew I was like you because the feminine energy and just everything that you possess and embody. I was like, you're going to see how nurturing and, and kids will bring you to the brink of your existence. But if you understand how things go and what you're supposed to do, you kind of use these experiences for you to basically sharpen your skills. And you did. And you did excellent. I was like, wow, like they're actually doing like Arts and crafts. That <laughs> yeah, is not what. <laughs> that is not what I do. <laughs> I'm like, okay, wow, this is, wow, yeah. they're actually engaged. <laughs> Don't know how you did that with Cheerios, but that is the nurturer <laughs> in you. Because look, I know kids would have ate half of them. They were like, hey, look, these look like they need to be eaten. But they were kids engaged. are awesome. I love kids. But they're engaged. But this is this is what when you when you know your identity, you know who you are, you know what you want to do, and you embody and embrace the feminine energy, you will notice that there's a nurture in you. Yeah. There's a person that's willing to compromise. There's a person that's willing to give love. There's a caring individual. There's a person that that has the understanding that passes other understanding. And there's a person in you that that wants to understand other people. Then there's a person in you that understands kids, and they don't even have to be your kids. But all of this is the energy that is put, you know, that's possessed and that's inside of femininity. And all of this is you. And if it's you, it's okay. It's new. Embrace it. You're going to embrace it. It's going to feel like this is new, and you're not going to know what to do with it. But... Tia can likely tell you, like, you know, it's not one moment where you discover it. You discover it bits over here, yeah, pieces over sure. here. Just keep living. Keep walking. <laughs> <laughs> It'll reveal itself to you, for sure. But I like the point she So this is basically, you know, so we're probably just on the last closing words, and I'll have, I'll let Tia say the last thing. Um, there are instances where, you know, you will be tried and pushed to your limit. And being a woman and somebody that understands who they are, they you will have to embrace everything that you learn, everything that you know to be that person, to pursue that dream, to get that passion. And that passion could be anything. It could be being a mother. It could be a stay-at-home wife. It could be now I want to have my own shoe line. I could make my own clothing. All of that's in you. And you don't need to find it. It's there. 
It's just up to you to discover it, unlock it, and let it flow. But you let it flow inside of that energy. You don't have to try to do what men do. You don't have to try to do what horses do. You do what (laughs) women do. And when you do that, you're in direct alignment of everything. Cosmic alignment is part of everything you do. You don't do more on the other side. It's all about balance. It's this this cosmic dance that T always talks about. You know, when you're in the correct alignment, then your feminine energy automatically will attract the masculine energy. But it'll be the energy that you need. And through all that, you will be that woman you want to be. It probably won't be today. And it can be today. But then it probably won't be tomorrow, but it can be tomorrow. It is what you want it to be. You have to decide what's it going to be, what we're going to do, where we're going to go. And if you're new at life at this or you're graduating from high school, understand you can do it. It doesn't take much. It just takes a willing mind to decide that. And from that point forward, the world gets out your way. So, and I'm going to let you, I'm going to let Tia, she's going to chime in here right now and give you her whole perspective on feminine energy and identity and all that. And then, Yeah, just closing remarks to everybody. I'm, I'm so glad that I was able to you know, speak about this today. Um, definitely appreciate King for, for being so pushy. <laughs> um, but just everybody who's listening, don't be afraid to really embrace who you are. And there's a balance in everything, you know. You might not get it right the first time or the second time, but just keep moving, keep working, and it pays off. So everything's going to work in your favor if you stay true to who you are. I want to say goodbye for now. Make sure you listen to our other episodes and then the one following. Um, And with that, I'll say goodbye.